focus on headline. All right, let's uh, deep into take a look at uh, all the top headlines that's making uh, the newspapers uh, today. Of course, uh, first and foremost, uh, let us invite our reporters into the studio, Handan and Chung Sebom. It's good to see you guys once again. Hello, Hello SJ. Um, guys, it's um, we've been following this uh, all throughout the weekend. Uh, you know, new information here and there have been coming out. Uh, we are right now at a national mourning period. Polina Maldonado sending condolences. What has happened in Korea? breaking my heart and I send my deepest condolences to all the families and in Korea as well. Uh, we're going to start off and uh, give you guys uh, some updates on a terrible incident that occurred uh, on Saturday uh, as uh, Itaewon, of course, one of the districts that's uh, known for uh, the Halloween festivities there. Uh, starting off with the official tally, 154 people uh, have been killed, 33 critically injured from the Halloween crowd crush. Uh, this is the deadliest stampede in Korea's history. Tan, start us off. Let's get the details of this. Right, SJ. Um, before we get to the details, um, I just want to say the um, the the sheer shock and yeah. the grief that we all felt uh, over the weekend as we watched this tragedy unfold. It was just so, so heartbreaking. And I'm sure that was uh, the case for millions of others across the globe who also watched it very closely, um, sending messages of condolences through various social media flat platforms with the, uh, with the hashtag pray for Itaewon. Uh, our very, very deepest condolences uh, to all the bereaved families. Our thoughts and prayers are with the victims. Right. And, and this is all the more heartbreaking because I will get to it in a bit, but most of the victims were in their uh, 20s, 20s uh, and also some of them were in their teens. And this just comes just eight years after the Seolho ferry disaster that killed over 300 high school students. So it is... Uh, it, it's a it's a national tragedy. It is uh, very very heartbreaking indeed. According to the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures Headquarters, 154 people have been killed in the stampede, and 33 are in critical condition. 116 are suffering minor injuries. So a total of 303 people have been killed or wounded from the deadly crowd crush. The total number of casualties uh, increased slightly. From from yesterday's tally, but the number of victims in critical conditions was reduced by three. The death toll remains the same. All of the 154 victims killed in the tragic incident have been identified. 99 were women, 56 were men, and 26 were foreign nationals from 14 countries. Over 100 of them were in their 20s, while six of them were pre-college students. Five of them were high school students, and one was a middle school student, according to the Education Ministry. Now, looking into the nationalities of the 26 victims of foreign nationals, five were from Iran, four from China, four from Russia, two from the United States, and two from Japan. Others were each from France, Australia, 
Norway, Austria, Vietnam, Thailand, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, and Sri Lanka. Fifteen other foreign nationals were injured and moved to nearby hospitals, six of whom are still undergoing treatment. The other nine were discharged after their treatments were complete. The foreign ministry said it's providing a one-on-one support for the deceased foreign victims, providing all necessary measures for the funeral procedures as well. Foreign Minister Pak Jin will send a letter of condolences to the heads of diplomatic missions to South Korea. The ministry also said it'll convey its deepest condolences to the bereaved families as well. Now, we're hearing all sorts of stories yeah. behind uh, why it all it all started. And, and we're hearing stories that a group of five young men, apparently intoxicated from alcohol, abruptly started pushing the crowd and that's why people started to fall we're also hearing that a well-known celebrity appeared near the area near the alley and that's why people began to surge into the alley to get a glimpse of that celebrity and there are also stories about uh, a drug candy going around near the area influencing people at that time Uh, some stories are more credible than the others but nothing is yet to be confirmed by the government which is now conducting an investigation into the exact cause of how it all began. The government plans to get to the bottom of this and identify the main cause of the crush by collecting information from witnesses and analyzing surveillance cameras. Uh, The police has also formed a cyber countermeasures team, which is now carrying out a preliminary investigation into six suspected cases of distribution of false information. Some 60 other cases have been deleted or blocked. Look, um, what what happened over the weekend uh, is a terrible thing. And as soon as uh, news like this comes out, uh, the first things that come out are uh, reasons to why it started. And yes, I did hear about, you know, drug lace candies and things like that. Uh, The one that I heard the most was that there was some, you know, really famous uh, celebrity. They said maybe it was like an idol uh, group member or something like that, and everyone kind of rushed there to see it. Uh, I did hear about five or six people that decided they were drunk and they yelled out, let's start pushing because we're stronger, and that caused it. You know, you can easily create a scapegoat. You can easily create a reason for why this happened, but at this time, uh, investigation is uh, underway, and the most important thing right now is the fact that there were number of victims that are impacted by this. There are a number of families uh, that were uh, impacted by this. So we're not going to be talking about what the rumors are. Because at this time, the most important thing is what we give you are the facts. We don't want to talk about rumors. You guys can be sending rumors. It doesn't matter for us. It's just a terrible tragedy here. Uh, just the sheer number of people who died and the sheer number of people who were injured. I mean, this is just tragic here. Uh, Let's get into the incident in more details and how such tragic accident had unfolded. Uh, Sebom, let's get the details from you this time. Sure. Uh, Let's see how this incident has unfolded according to the timeline. At 10.15 p.m., authorities received the first emergency call that 10 people were being buried in crowds. So 911 responders arrived in Itaewon in four minutes, but the sheer volume of people made it difficult to reach those who needed help. In just one hour after the first emergency call, more than 80 reports were received from people in Itaewon area about patients with breathing difficulties. 
At 10.43 p.m., the fire authority issued the first stage response, but it was never enough to accommodate the rapidly increasing number of victims. Around this time already, over 30 people were unconscious and needed CPR, so not only first responders but also citizens conducted CPR on dozens of people that went unconscious. And then at 11.13 p.m., the fire authority upgraded the response stage to the second level, ordering all available first responders in Seoul to get to the scene and join the rescue activities. Although the authority requested nearby hospitals to lend some help, it was difficult to get to the scene, as I told you, due, due to the massive crowd packed into the narrow alley. And then at around midnight, the authority issued the highest level of the response stage. A total of 848 personnel, including 364 firefighters, were mobilized to deal with the accident. And 142 ambulances were deployed from Gyeonggi and Incheon, as well as Chungcheong and Gangwon. Despite such desperate uh, rescue efforts, many of the patients couldn't be transferred to nearby hospitals even after midnight. Only after 3 a.m., the scene got under control, but the bodies of some victims had to be transferred to a nearby indoor dream, not a hospital mortuary. At 4.30 a.m., the authority began receiving missing persons reports at the Hannamdong Community Service Center. Uh, the really unfortunate. I, I don't know if it, I mean you guys ever been to obviously been to the Itaewon area, yeah. uh, you know, and you know that even the main street there, it's a very narrow street, mm. right? And if you've ever been to Itaewon on a Friday night or a Saturday night, uh, there's already a lot of traffic. There's a lot mm. of cars there, and not to mention it was Halloween, uh, and uh, you know I believe there were so many people that. Uh, uh, the crowd was kind of leaning over to the streets as well, making the streets even narrower. And so it, it took so long for the ambulances. It took so long mm. for the police to get there. It took so long for the fire authorities to get there. But the most important thing here is the fact that the streets, the the streets that we're talking about in Itaewon, if anyone's been, any of our listeners have been, it is very, very narrow. Everybody knows. Yeah, and so when there was about 100,000 people crowded in that area, there's little to no, uh, nothing that you can do. And I'm sure as as graphic as it was with some of the, 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 uh, the videos that you've seen, you saw the first uh, responders trying to pull, they weren't able to pull them out. That's how stuck they were. And it's just... Again, these videos, uh, cases to those circulating very, very sensitive video footages of the incident. Please stop. This is insensitive, disrespectful uh, to the, all those affected, uh, affected by this. And, uh, you know, we see the news and what happened. Uh, and it's just uh, it's, it's just tragic. Uh, you know, what more can we say in regards to this? Right. But here's the thing. There's so many different uh, news coming out. Many of them fake, probably. Uh, the investigation is still trying to uh, investigation into what really caused this deadly stampede. I mean, this is remains to be identified. I'm sure there's a lot of investigation going on, but many are focusing on the fact that thousands were crammed into this narrow downhill alley. Uh, Town, elaborate for us on the details of the alley that's in question right now. Well, first of all, the alley is just around three to four meters wide, just enough to fit six adults when walking in straight right, horizontal right. line. And to make things worse, it's quite a steep downhill, about 45 meters long. And it's one of the intersection areas where two groups of huge crowds meet 
one group descending from the world food street, you know, the street filled with exotic, yeah, yeah. all the exotic restaurants in Itaewon, and another crowd ascending from one of Itaewon's main subway station exits. And on top of this, one side of the alley was almost completely blocked by the back wall of a hotel building, further trapping people in the alley. And on the night the accident occurred, over 100,000 people flocked to the streets of Itaewon to enjoy Halloween festivities mask-free for the first time in three years. And as a result, the alley was, of course, extremely crowded to the point where it was much, much larger, where the crowd was much larger than the alley could take in. And according to people who were actually there at that time, people were swayed up and down against their will, trapped and unable to head to the direction they were willing to go. And they say that some people began to fall to the ground and began the domino effect uh, in which people began to pile on top of each other and all made one voice that it all happened in the blink of an eye. The majority of the victims were women who are relatively smaller and weaker than men. And according to experts, Victims who were crushed at the very bottom are presumed to have felt a pressure equivalent to the weight of at least one ton, yeah, given yeah. that one adult weighed 70 kilograms at that time on average under such road conditions. If it's just five adults who weighed 70 kilograms, that's already that's already 350 kilograms. So, yeah, yeah I'm sure they felt the, a pressure that's equivalent to at least one ton and most of them are presumed to have died because they were unable to breathe from chest compression from the immense pressure yeah um and uh you know i remember as a kid you know when uh, you know we were kids and my friends joke around and then you know it's, it's your birthday or something like that and then you know they tackle you and they pile up up on you and right. things like that and there's only like about you know four or five of your friends piling up on you and you know how difficult it is to breathe where you're talking about all those people in that situation on a downward it really you can't can't stop yourself from falling. Mm. Okay, there's, and then, there's nothing you can do. No, no, and I'm sure there were uh, women who were wearing heels at mm-hmm. the time, which makes it uh, that much more difficult. Uh, by the way, this kind of reminds me. I know one of our listeners, uh, one of our daily listeners here at Arirang Radio, Alicia Fisher. You were saying that you were in Korea. I'm hoping that you're okay. I did see. Uh, the list of um, people affected, Americans are affected. Uh, I saw that your name is not there, but I hope you weren't there or you're okay from this. Uh, I know that was one of the first uh, names that kind of popped up. One of our listeners was saying that she was here in Korea to uh, enjoy the fall scenes and things like that. I hope you're okay. Um, But the other thing is, you know, the phone calls, and you're right, there was... (sighs) loud noise right so people and there's lights uh going around and it's just a party scene and you know people had a hard time to realize the severity of the situation because of this Uh, but another thing that i heard was because everyone was kind of packed and they couldn't move their arms or anything like that their hands they couldn't even reach their pockets uh, or their bags Mm -hmm. to pull out their phones and so the point that i'm trying to make here is that there is this very uh, important golden time Right. Uh, when you're trying to, I mean, there was CPRs being uh, conducted on all, all these victims here. But that's probably one of the major reasons for why there was uh, this golden time that was missed here. Sebom, let's talk a little bit more about this as well. Okay. As you just said, it's analyzed that one of the reasons for missing the golden time for rescue was all the loud noise around the scene. Those who were there at the scene 
failed to recognize the severity of the situation and continued to sing and dance to celebrate Halloween. On the day of this incident, multiple videos were uploaded online, showing the true nightmare in which people were just dancing and singing in front of ambulance cars yeah. dispatched to the scene. One eyewitness said it took some time for people to realize something was wrong because people's panic screams compete with music blaring from the surrounding clubs and bars. Only after seeing victims lying on the ground without consciousness, they started to realize the situation. And to make matters worse, the thousands of people in Halloween costumes contributed to the widespread sense of confusion and chaos. One witness Um, described seeing a police officer shouting during the disaster, but some people mistook him for another party goer. Yeah, you know, I I know what video they're talking about there where, you know, people were dancing and stuff like that with the the sirens going off. And look, I mean, once you see ambulances come in, once you start seeing fire trucks come in, I think that's a pretty good sign that, uh, you know, things are quite serious here. You know, people can say that, you know, they were under the influence of alcohol, But listen, I mean, you see things like this happen, and that's a big, big wake up there. Um, I don't care how much you drank. But another thing that, I mean, I think this is another thing that's going to come out more and more as uh, days come by here, is the big question as to why there wasn't enough police guidance or any kind of control to prevent such large crowds from surging into the uh, narrow alley because we knew that there was going to be a lot of people here. We're talking about the first Halloween Uh, Since the pandemic where the masks were off, uh, little to no restrictions in place. Uh, We even mentioned on Friday's show that we're probably going to see record number of people show up. And so with that, you would assume that there was some kind of measures in place here. Uh, What do we know so far have learned so far on this front here? SJ, criticisms are mounting on the absence of necessary measures that should have been discussed and implemented before the Halloween weekend. We saw this coming, as you said. It was the first in three years that partygoers could freely enjoy unmasked festivities, and thousands flocked to the streets of Itaewon the night before the accident occurred as well, raising concerns among the business owners in the area and among local residents as well over possible accidents from overcrowdedness. But according to various news outlets, the police nor district offices devised particular measures aimed at preventing accidents in and around Itaewon that has now become the symbol of Halloween celebrations in Korea. An official at the Seoul city government told uh, Yonhap News Agency that there were no special policy guidelines for the Halloween weekend nights in Itaewon as there were no planned large-scale gatherings or events. Now, this is in quite a contrast to the measures that have been put in place on the night of the Seoul Fireworks Festival, if you remember, held just three weeks ago. Roads were blocked back then, and there were layers of security guards to prevent and respond quickly to possible accidents. The subway train also passed through the Yoinaru station without stopping as too many people began to gather near the venue in Yoido, but we did not see such measure take place near Itaewon. Uh, related offices and ministries are expected to be grilled over this issue until we get a clear explanation. The Yongsan District Office is already facing mounting criticisms for its lack of plans to ensure public safety on the busiest night of Itaewon 
of the year. It explained 150 workers were on emergency duty between Thursday and Saturday, but that certainly seems like they were far from sufficient to ensure the safety of visitors. The office's uh, meeting ahead of Halloween reportedly focused on quarantine measures and facility checks, not on road or crowd control. The police has also deployed 200 officers in Itaewon on Saturday, but they were mostly focusing on sexual crimes, drug-related crimes, and theft. Minister of Interior and Safety Lee Sang-min said that the number of people who gathered in Itaewon this year was not much larger than previous years, but he admitted that the police and security guards were scattered across Seoul that night due to big and small protests. Uh, there's uh, no room for excuse here. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've never been to, personally, I'm not a big fan of crowds, okay? So I've never been to any of these Halloween uh, festivals or, you know, gatherings uh, in Itaewon, but from my recollection, uh, recognition, uh, recollection. This was probably the biggest uh, right. that I've ever seen mm-hmm. here. But the fact of the matter is, I know that's that's the first thing that comes out is you play the blame game uh, when this comes. What went wrong here? Whose fault is? Mm-hmm. One of the sickest thing that I've seen is people basically blaming the young people for going out there to celebrate Halloween. I mean, they have all the rights. My biggest problem was was why wasn't there any protocol? It doesn't matter how many police officers in place, how many workers are there and things like that. If there's no protocol, they have absolutely no idea how to deal with this. And we knew that there was going to be a lot... I mean, it's not an official large-scale event. It's just a lot of people are going to go, go there. You're right. There's going to be a lot, a lot of uh, officials uh, being grilled over I this. I mean, 150 were on duty when 100,000 no. people gathered in Itaewon. That is just... It's just common sense that that number is not sufficient enough to control, effectively control and ensure public safety uh, in Itaewon. And 200 officers, they were, yes, they were in Itaewon, uh, deployed by the police, but they were focusing on different things. They were focusing on drug-related crimes and sexual crimes. I, that's important, but why was this not mentioned in their meetings? The whole the crowd control was never mentioned. Uh, Greg S. says, uh, says uh, quite often with these large outdoor events, one way walking systems are put in place and some closed by subway train stations shut just to avoid large gatherings of people in one place. Well, I mean, they couldn't shut down the Itaewon station because a lot of people were taking public transportation because, I mean, no one's going to drive there. There's there's mm-hmm. like little to no parking there in the first place and they're all going out there to party. Uh, that's one thing. But this walking system, one-way walking system, whatever you may put it, uh, it's also very difficult in Itaewon because it is a very, very narrow street there. Uh, but the other thing is why there needs to be a protocol in place. There's need to be a plan in place where there are either police officers, whomever, whomever it may be, doing all that. But the fact is there were no protocol. That's going to be the big thing that's going to be discussed, I think, uh, in the coming days. Uh, but it's also uh, reported that right after this very incident that we're talking about here, President Yoon Suk-yeol convening an emergency meeting uh, visited the site as well. Uh, Sebum, tell us more on this the, uh, with the details of this. All right. President Yoon Sung-yeol convened an emergency meeting in the early hours of Sunday. He announced a national period of mourning starting from Sunday until the handling of the accident is concluded. And he also ordered the lowering of flags to ministries and government agencies.
He also designated Seoul's central ward of Yongsan, where Itaewon is located, as a special disaster zone entitled to financial and other supports from the central government. Yoon addressed the nation live at 9.50 a.m. on Sunday from the presidential office, saying Saturday's tragedy and disaster should never have happened, and he prayed for those who died in an unexpected accident and hoped that the injured will recover quickly. He also vowed a thorough investigation into one of the country's worst-ever disasters to ensure similar incidents never happen again. He ordered relevant ministries, such as the Ministry of the Interior and Safety, to conduct emergency inspection, not only for Halloween events, but also for local festivals, and thoroughly manage them so they are conducted in an orderly and safe manner. Yoon added that a multi-purpose emergency system would support both the injured and the families of the dead by designating one official for each victim to provide necessary support and implement measures. Right after addressing the nation, without receiving questions from the press, President Yoon headed to the scene in the Itaewon area to be briefed by emergency officials. And this morning, President Yoon Sung-yeol and First Lady Kim Gon-hee visited a morning altar set up at Seoul Plaza in front of City Hall, laid flowers and bowed their heads in silent prayer. Yoon has no other official events on his public schedule today as he is planning to focus on handling the aftermath of the tragedy. Uh, of course, uh, as we mentioned, uh, we are dressed for this uh, week of uh, national mourning right now. Um, but uh, it's not just us. Um, certainly the entertainment industry has been affected by this. Um, but uh, from, I believe, uh, this was on Sunday, to all the way till Saturday is when the national morning period uh, will be remaining. Uh, again, Yongsan District designated as a special disaster zone as well. Let's also talk about this as well. Tan, you have more. Right. The national mourning period was declared during an emergency meeting held on Sunday, presided over by President Yoon Sung yeol Prime Minister Han Dok Su, after the meeting announced that mourning period would last until Saturday uh, at Yoon's instructions. During the mourning period, all public servants uh, will be required to wear mourning ribbons and all government offices to lower their flags to half-mast. Prime Minister Han also announced that the Welfare Ministry and the Seoul City Government will oversee the support for victims' funeral procedures and also run a special team dedicated to psychological support for the bereaved families uh, who are injured, for those who are injured, and also others uh, affected by the accident. Yongsan District has also been designated as a special disaster zone, as Hebum said, uh, and this means support funds and funeral-related costs will be provided to the bereaved families while medical expenses of those injured will be covered by the government. The government is now seeking to provide up to 15 million won uh, for funeral expenses and up to 20 million won in a uh, condolence compensation, uh, if you will. Foreign Minister Pak Jin said that the ministry is looking to provide equal amount of support funds to foreign victims as well. Prime Minister Han also urged local governments to delay all non-urgent events. You know, uh, the, the families of the uh, 
the victims might say, I mean, no money is going to bring back their child. Uh, no money is going to bring back their family member, friends, and so forth. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that I do like what they're doing is also uh, – giving them psychological support. Uh, I think this is something that uh, really wasn't around before. Uh, you know, even if you think about uh, some of the other tragedies that had happened, I think it was uh, after maybe, you know, this Harold incident, uh, you know, there was more support on this front. We're certainly seeing a lot of psychological support, which I think is another, th this is an aspect that I think that gets missed. Um, and so money is one thing, but I think the other big thing is the fact that they are giving them uh, the mental support there. Um, again, but following the tragedy, it's not just a local governments, um, but uh, big and even small shopping malls, uh, restaurants, amusement parks, they have all, and rightfully so, uh, suspended all Halloween events here. Uh, Town, let's get more on this. Right. Lotte Department Store, a leading shopping mall in Korea, said it has called off its plans to hold Halloween parades and run pop-up stores at its branches across the country. Posters and promotional images for those events have all been removed. Shinsege Department Store and Hyundai Department Store also joined the move, canceling all Halloween programs and getting rid of decorations. Same goes for E-Mart and Lotte Mart, the two leading hypermarkets in Korea. Local theme parks, uh, namely Lotte World Adventure and Everland, have all suspended all Halloween events from Sunday morning, uh, while big-name franchises like Starbucks Korea, Paul Bassett, and Domino's Pizza suspended on and offline Halloween events and promotions. Meanwhile, Busan City canceled a K-pop concert dubbed the Busan One Asia Festival that was set to be held on Sunday, where up to 40,000 people were expected to gather for the event that was held for the first time in three years. Busan is also mulling to call off a fireworks festival that was originally set for November 5th. And of course, not to mention the shop, restaurant and bar owners in Itaewon who announced that they will suspend businesses until Monday. Uh, major economic organizations like the Federation of Korean Industries and the Korea Chamber of Commerce and Industry uh, issued a statement of condolences. Yeah, and uh, you know, for our sports fans out there, right now uh, they have the Korean series that's happening, uh, big baseball. That's the championship, um, and uh, I think we talked about this in the past last week, actually, with Matt. That uh, one of the great things about Korean baseball is all the cheering and all the chanting and all the fun that goes on. Uh, the KBO did also announce uh, that uh, there, for the first four games, and this is going to be during the period of national mourning, uh, there's that, that there's going to be no cheering, there's going to be no music uh, as well. So uh, it's, I mean, it's 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 all the little things that we need to do at this time. Uh, and of course, uh, even in our show today, we actually had a meeting, an emergency meeting amongst our staff members to change up some of the segments uh, so that it's more suitable for this period uh, of mourning as well. Uh, Sebom, we did briefly mention this with uh, Tan with some of the government support measures uh, for the deceased and injured. You actually have more detailed uh, information in regards to this. So let's get that as well. OK, sure. As the police investigates the cause of the tragic incident, the government said it will support funeral expenses for the families of the deceased as we, dis 
as we have already discussed, by designating Yongsan-gu as a special disaster zone. Kim Sung-ho, the Vice Interior Minister for Disaster and Safety Management, held a briefing session today and announced governmental measures. He said the government will offer up to 15 million won for the funerals, as well as transferring expenses. For funeral expense support, the government is considering a plan to raise the amount of support compared to previous cases by taking into account the inflation rate. The government will also match the families of victims one-to-one with municipal government officials and dispatch them to a total of 31 funeral halls nationwide. For the injured, the Ministry of Health and Welfare will cover their medical expenses through national health insurance to expedite the payment process as fast as possible, and those in critical conditions will also be matched to a government official for their state management. Not only the injured, but also families of victims, foreign victims, and those who got injured during their rescue activities will be eligible for the government's support, including for their psychological treatment. Meanwhile, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs sent ministers' letters to foreign embassies in Korea to express sincere condolences for their citizens losing their lives, and public officials will also be matched to provide the necessary support for foreign nationals. The ministry will also closely coordinate with foreign embassies to help the entry of the families of the victims to South Korea. The government will also set up joint memorial altars in 17 cities and provinces across the nation to help citizens to pay their respect and condolences to the deceased, including the one set up by the Seoul Metropolitan Government at Seoul Plaza and another joint memorial altar in Itaewon. As additional support measures, the families of the deceased as well as the injured will receive a tax reduction. The deadline for filing and paying the interim payment of general income tax and value-added tax will be extended by up to nine months, and the execution of compulsory collection will be deferred for up to one year, for instance, by withholding the sale of confiscated real estate. Vice Interior Minister Kim Sung-ho urged citizens to refrain from distributing videos and victims' personal information online as it may result in additional damage and trauma to victims' families. Yeah, it's so easy to share those uh, videos when it's not you that was impacted by this. And it's so easy to, quote-unquote, enjoy these videos when you are not the ones impacted by this. But uh, we've seen the videos. Uh, It's devastating it's uh, even traumatic for us to watch these videos as well. Um, we had a uh, comment in from one of our listeners, Jasmine Pang, uh, who I believe uh, is chiming in all the way from Malaysia. I heard the authorities intend uh, intends to blame the shop vendors for not opening doors. Uh, is that correct? But who in their right mind would open their doors? Uh, the, the thing is, um, you know, again, you could create a scapegoat uh, to the vendors or the, the bars or the businesses that were nearby that might have not opened the doors. But what if, again, if they all flooded in into these uh, businesses and that created even more chaos, uh, that would have been disastrous as well. Right now, uh, blame the blame game is not the most important thing. Right. I think right now uh, is helping the family, the bereaved families, uh, the victims, the survivors as well, uh, and everyone that were there, uh, help them uh, medically, 
psychologically, that's the most important thing right. in, in my right opinion. And right now we're getting contradicting stories and reports about what actually happened in those stores and yeah. bars uh, that, that were in the alley, whether they really opened the doors for them or not. We're getting conflicting stories, contradicting reports. So those are uh, also yet to be verified. And before we move on to our next story, I just want to uh, caution our listeners against one thing. Experts are repeating that it is not good for you. Do not uh, repeat watching unblurred graphic images or video footages of Itaewon tragedy. I know you uh, people can get quite curious yeah. and they want to check themselves what, how it actually happened, what actually happened uh, by watching those videos, but they say, experts say it is just as bad uh, as uh, if you repeat watching those graphic uh, images, it is just as bad as witnessing uh, the tragedy unfold before your own eyes at the scene. So you can actually suffer from PTSD, yeah. post-traumatic stress disorder, just by watching uh, those videos or keep watching those graphic images. So please uh, refrain from doing that. That's right. Again, uh, for our listeners out there, I'm sure for this entire week and plus more, we will give you guys more thorough coverage on this terrible tragedy over at Itaewon. Uh, we're going to quickly move on uh, to some other issues at hand here. South Korea and the United States kicking off their largest scale joint air drills this in five years, uh, involving roughly 240 warplanes. This comes amid the heightened tensions on the Korean peninsula that reached fresh highs uh, following a barrage of North Korean provocations. Uh, let's get more on this. Right. Sending a strong message to North Korea, the Allies kicked off the five-day joint drills dubbed uh, the Vigilant Storm, mobilizing more than 240 aircrafts, including their advanced F-35A and F-35B stealth fighter jets, as the Allies strive to bolster deterrence against evolving North Korean threats. The Vigilant Storm exercise will run through Friday over the sky of the Korean Peninsula amid concerns that Pyongyang could soon carry out its seventh nuclear test. The South is deploying some 140 planes, including F-35A stealth fighters and F-15K and KF-16 jets, while the U.S. is dispatching about 100 assets, including F-35B stealth fighters based in Okinawa, Japan, and EA-18 electronic warfare aircraft, as well as KC-135 tankers and the U-2 high-altitude reconnaissance aircraft. The Allies plan to perform a total of more than 1,600 sorties during the drills, uh, with the Korean Air and Space Operations Center operating the forces to enhance operational capabilities. The Australian Air Force uh, will send an aerial refueling tanker, the KC-30A, taking part in a joint Seoul washington drill for the very first time. Several very quickly here, because we are running out of time, uh, we're going to take a quick look at the Korean economy. Statistics Korea announcing today that the domestic economy has seen a triple reduction in output, consumption, and investment. Uh, hinting at the possibility of increasing economic uncertainties here. Uh, quickly fill us in on the details of this. Of course, the statistics agency announced industrial activity trends for September 2022 this morning and said that the domestic economy recorded a triple reduction in both output consumption and investment. To sum up, it means that South Korea saw its industrial output, retail sales and investment fall altogether for the first time since July, indicating the economic recovery has weakened. The recovery in consumption may be delayed due to high prices and hikes in interest rates. Indeed, South Korea has been grappling with inflation, with its consumer prices soaring 5.6% on year in September.
All right, uh, there you have it. Of course, uh, for our listeners out there, although uh, we are going to be covering other news that's happening here in Korea uh, for this week, uh, the vast majority of uh, the news that we're going to cover, at least here on Focus on Headline, is going to be further details and what happened uh, in Itaewon this Saturday. Guys, uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, You know, th- this evening, and we do appreciate the report. Most important thing, please stay safe, and we'll see you guys again. Thank you. You can listen to Korea Now with me, SJ Lee, by downloading the Arirang Radio application or tune in online by visiting www.arirangradio.com. So make sure you tune in Mondays through Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Korea time.